0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. We are on a series on the core values of our local church community, and our first core value is the centrality of God's Word. Today's sermon is entitled, God's Word, Guard, Seek, and Store, based on Psalm 119, verses 9 to 11. Psalm 119 is the longest psalm with 176 verses, separated into 22 stanzas, representing the Hebrew alphabet. Each of the stanzas is composed of eight verses. Each verse in a stanza begins with the same alphabet. It is a very structured and poetic psalm. The theme of the psalm is the Word of God. In the second stanza, the psalmist explains the importance of guarding life, seeking the Lord with a whole heart and treasuring God's Word. My first point is guard. I'd like to read Psalm 119, verse 9. It says here, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Let me read that again. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word the psalmist asked the question about how can a young man keep his way pure, the answer to guard his life or the way he walks in according to the word. So, although the focus was on young men, it applies to all types of people. Now, Why were young men singled out here is uh, we could presume that young men are more prone to sexual sins and sometimes violent sins. However, people of all ages and types are continuously tempted. So, how can people keep their way pure? Well, they must guard their way. Never move to the direction of sin. Never move towards the direction of sin. But we must stay, people must stay on the path of the Word of God. He must keep his path on the Word. So, if you were to think of this, it's a pathway. You have to decide whether you will stay on the main path or you will draw on to several side streets. And these might be temptation. Or you're trying to tinker with temptation or try to explore it. So in, if you move towards it, there's a large chance that you will lose your way. So, the point is never to lose our way. So, what's the application of this? Well, we have to guard our lives to keep what? Our lives according to the Word of God, especially young men who are prone to many types of temptation. If we are not on guard, then uh, there's a large chance that our way will become impure. And the question of the psalmist is, how can we keep our way pure? If you look at the first eight verses of Psalm 119, it shows how blessed are those who keep God's commands. It is God who blesses them, not the world. Although God can use people, circumstance, situation to bless us. However, it says how blessed are those who keep his word. Now, the word blessed may also mean how admirable, and other translations would even say how enviable. It means people will see as somebody who walks God's word as somebody to be uh, probably respected. At the beginning, of course, when people debate you because of your faith and because you do not want to compromise, it hurts others. Or in a manner of speaking, it offends others because they see themselves doing what is sinful and you trying your best to stand on what is the truth. For some people, that's offensive. But if we stay true, somehow some of them will still respect us for standing strong on what we believe. But again, let me just say that their perspective or how they see us is not as important as how God sees us. What is more important is how would the Father look upon us. We want to keep our way pure. Not just because we want to be blessed by God, but because we want to please God. And in our studies in the New Testament, especially in Hebrews, we know that faith is a large part of that. It is impossible to please God without faith. But what do we believe in? Where is that faith directed? It is directed on the promises of God in Christ, it is directed to the Word of God the Word of God. Our faith should be anchored on God's Word, not on anybody else, not on what people think, not what, uh, not, what other, uh, not about others' perspectives, but in the Word of God. Our faith must be founded on the Word of God, not on the perspectives of others, not on the pressure of our culture, but on the Word of God. Now, if we are not conscious about staying on the right path, we will swerve to the wrong path. The only way to keep ourselves on the path of God's Word is to be conscious about it, to be sensitive about it, to be true to it, not experimenting on things that are impure. And let's also remember this. There is no other path except the path of the Word of God, that the Word of God directs us to. There is no path that is pure. Some people think there are many ways towards God. No, there is only one way according to Scripture. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the Father except through me. There is only one God. There are not many ways to God. There is only one way. And there is only one word of God. So we say, how can we keep our path pure? Well, guard the path. Guard where we walk keep God's Word, keeping it according to God's Word. If we guard our path, making sure that we do not swerve away, then we, by God's grace, can keep our way pure. And number two is to seek. Let me read verse 10 of Psalm 119. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Well, uh, this verse is like a mirror of the previous verse where uh, I seek you with all my heart, that's his desire, and that he doesn't want to wander away from his commandments. It's the same way. How can a man keep his way pure? How? by guarding it according to your word. So, there's this element of wandering away or, or, or possible impurity, and then the Word of God, the role of the Word of God in our lives. Now, the psalmist stated that he sought the Lord with his whole heart. It was his desire not to to wander away from his commandments. Now, people should be proactive in seeking the Lord to avoid wandering away from his word. Well, one should note, uh, not only the desire of the psalmist to seek God, well, he has this desire to seek God, but we take note of that, but not only that, If you look at the verse, we see the manner that he sought God. There's the intent to seek God. But what is the manner? The manner is with the whole heart. Whole heart. When somebody says, pour your heart into it. It means you give yourself to it. It means you give your mind, your emotions, your effort, your energy towards something. That's how to seek the Lord. Now, half-hearted prayers, half-hearted worship, and half-hearted study of God's Word is not the proper way. It's not the proper way. It's not reading a few verses and meditating for just a few minutes and then you're done. No, we have to give our hearts into it, that we truly observe what's in the Word of God. We try to interpret it according to its context of what is written. Uh, We interpret it based on the history of of what was happening. Uh, We try to find the intent of the author and the all those things I just mentioned, takes time. So, half-hearted study is not the proper way. Half-hearted worship is not the proper way. When we worship, when we thank God, we really have to be full of gratitude, deep inside of us. When we worship God in song, we don't just recite lyrics. We don't just sing a melody, but our whole heart should be worshiping. When we pray, we have to pray with all our hearts. It has to be fervent, it has to be intense, it has to be sincere. But if our prayers are not, that is not the proper way. So if we pray that God change us, for example, Lord, uh, remove this short-temperedness we don't pray about it half-heartedly. We wrestle in prayer. We are intense so that we, we show our deep and honest desire to God that we truly want Him to change us. But if it's half-hearted, which is all, also may mean you're insincere uh, you know, the problem is if you think you're wholehearted but you're actually not wholeheartedly seeking God, you think you're wholehearted when you study or when you worship, but you're not, then you are misleading yourself. By His grace, let us seek God via prayer with a whole heart and let us do so continually. Take note. Let's seek God with a whole heart, and let's seek Him continually. It's not when you have time, you give to God. Oh, I'm so busy, when I have time, I give to God. But rather, continuously in our hearts, we are always seeking God. By proactively seeking God, we would avoid wandering away from His Word. Take note, by proactively seeking God, proactively seeking God, we avoid wandering away from His Word. By proactively studying God's Word and meditating upon it, and proactively seeking God's Spirit to transform us with the Word, then we would avoid wandering away from His Word. Therefore, we should put our hearts into the study of God's Word. So, I say, put your heart into it. Put your soul into it. Put your mind into it. Put your emotions into it we must have an overwhelming desire not to wander away from His commandments. Not to wander away from His commandments. Do you have that desire to remain true to His commands or or not? You actually have the desire to give in to temptation, to find that opportunity for a sexual experience outside marriage, to find that opportunity to find what is pleasurable, whether it's sin or not, do you have that desire or do you have the stronger desire that you don't want to wander away from His commandments? If we don't have that desire to remain true to His commandments, if we have not settled that in our hearts, then when the opportunity comes to wander away, most probably we will wander away. But if we have settled that within us, then the probability of staying true is higher. In fact, if it, de- if it deeply permeates our hearts, we would be able to say no to what other young men could not say no to. The third point is to store. The first one was to guard. The second is to seek. And now the third is to store. The psalmist revealed that he stored the Word of God in his heart to not sin against God. Another way of looking at this is that he treasured the Word in his heart so that he would not sin. Let me read verse 11 of Psalm 119. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let me repeat that. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Older version says I have hid your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Another translation says I have treasured your word in my heart. The way to stay on path is to keep it according to his word. The way to keep a heart focused on God is to store up his word in the heart as one would store up treasure. As one would store up treasure. If we remember God's word and take it to heart and treasure it. See it as the most important thing. And the psalmist said that I might not sin against you. The psalmist believes that if he stored God's word in the heart, then he that he would not sin against God. And this is where personal reading, study, and meditation of God's Word becomes important. We read the Word, but we don't just read it. We study the Word of God. But we don't just study it. We reflect upon it. We meditate and see it like a mirror. We look at ourselves in light of the Word. We remove all spiritual pride. All moral pride we remove And we humbly study and see the gaps in our lives where we are not aligned to God's Word. And as we treasure God's Word, the more strength we have to resist temptation because temptation will always come around, will visit us, our own selfish desires and lustful desires tempt us. However, if we treasure God's Word, if we see God's Word more important than anything else, but if what is more important to you are, is entertainment, movies, TV series, games, career, business, If those things are more important, then I don't think you truly treasure God's Word. God's Word must be our treasure. We keep it in our hearts. Our hearts are connected to it stronger than anything else on earth. Let us store God's Word in our hearts, which means that We must know the truth, and we should treasure God's Word in our hearts. By doing so, the Word will prevent us from sinning, and it begins with the Gospel. We should treasure in our hearts the suffering, death, and resurrection of our Lord. He suffered and died because of our sin. The judgment meant for sinners he received and he rose again from the dead because he had no sin. He did die because of our sin, but because he had no sin, death could not hold him. He rose again from the dead proving that his life was sinless and pure. And with the power of that resurrection, he extends eternal life to those who, by his grace, repent and believe in him. Moreover, we store his teachings and the teachings of the apostles in our hearts by faith, which is the New Testament, but also the Old Testament, for that is the foundation of the New Testament. It begins with the gospel, but from the gospel we learn the things about God and Christ, and by faith we store it in our hearts. I have treasured your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The more we study, the more we store, the more we show we treasure God's Word. That's why God's Word cannot be the last thing you do. God's Word is not on the last priority. It should be on the first. Above all priorities, God's Word is the center, front and center, because we can't separate God's Word and God Himself. As any person, you cannot separate what you say from you. You cannot separate a person's Word and what he does. If he doesn't do what he says, then that person has no integrity. We cannot separate God and his word, for God is true and he does not deny himself. He remains faithful to what he promised. This morning I'd like to share to you a poem entitled Divine Treasure. What do we treasure in our hearts? Is wealth at the top of the charts? Or persons that are very dear, the state of our hearts must be clear. No one else should compete with Him. His word alone should reign supreme or else we will wander away from his word into sure decay. His word is both front and center, away from spiritual danger. By his grace, we shall walk his path, away from his consuming wrath. Thus, with our whole heart, we seek you Minds move to study what is true. Your word is true, which we treasure. It's our source of divine pleasure. Let us pray. Let us all rise and let us pray. Lord, we thank you. You are good and you are gracious. You are wonderful. Your word is wonderful. How can we keep our way pure? By keeping it according to your word, by guarding our path according to your word. Our desire is to seek you with our whole heart that we would not wander away from your commands. Your word we treasure in our hearts that we would not sin against you. Lord, we pray Give us the discipline to read, to study, to meditate upon your word. Give us the whole heart to embrace it, to know it, to learn it. Remove laziness from us. Remove all other desires from us. And may our desire be your word alone. Your word alone. Thank you, Lord. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. God's people say, Amen. God bless you. Good morning.